And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester at midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Louth are in front. And here it is. Now the All-Ireland champions for the third time. Welcome to the Loud and Rush Common Talking Points podcast. It wasn't an easy day for Loud fans, so well done for tuning in. We'll have a reaction from Loud manager Pete McGrath. Dynamic win back. Derek Maguire will have explosive talking points as well. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Loud and Russ Common Match Report. There was a minute silence before the game in honour of the late John Murphy. A true loud girl if ever there was one. You would, you would always see John, he'd be the first man you see when you enter the Gaelic Grounds, beyond the corner, under the flags, uh, lying again the wall with a fag in the hand. So may he rest in peace. Uh, a real avid, um, loud supporter, Matic Rangers supporter as well down the years. Despite travelling all the way over from the west, Roscommon got an absolutely blistering start. Midfielder Connor Daly scored right from the throw-in. He was a classy operator. Him and Enda Smith around the middle of the field dominated. Enda Smith kicked two really good points as well. Like really good foot-taking. The array of points from Roscommon from the early on just set the tone. And the impressive captain Connor Devaney kicked a couple of points for them as well. So they, they were 5-0 up after 7-8 to eight minutes played. And we looked shell-shocked. And once again, it was Ryan Bournes who got us off to the ma- off the mark and got the scoreboard taken from us. After 15 minutes, we got our first score and then we got two. It was two frees in a row from Bournesy. Jared Morta introduced himself into the game and he was quite dynamic. He kicked the point in response to Bournesy's two frees. A really classy Roscommon outfit, as I've said. Um, but it was still we, we actually lived with them in that second quarter of the game. It was point for point, tit for tat. Tommy Dornan got his usual point. He cut in from the right and kicked it over in a lovely score. Niall Daly just sent it back and up the field. Ronan Holcroft then had a great chance of a goal. He took it with his left foot on the run and just skied it over the bar. That would have been a great boost to us. But then Roscommon with another Connor Daly classy point. Tommy Dorn, you thought you had him stood up, he banged it over the bar. Then Jared Murta responded again and again after our two half-backs, Jer- Derek Maguire and Andy Williams, got up the field to find a score. So it was left at half-time, 10-6 to Roscommon. And amazingly, all their 10 points were from play. Right on the stroke of half-time, William Woods got a black card. It was very frustrating. In came Ross Nally for him. Tommy Dornan picked up a knock, concussion. So uh, James Stewart came in for him. 
McSorley then came on for Holcroft. These were three changes made at half-time as, as Pete McGrath threw us all into the game for the second half. We started quite bright with Jared McSorley getting the po- first point of the game. And that left three points in it. And it was really, really tight in those five minutes after half-time until Donny Smith, remember the name, came on on the 40th minute of the game. He scored with his first touch, then Kieran Murta hit a free, and then he scored again, Donny did. Jared McSorley replied again, he was very lively when he came on. Then Jared Murta scored on the 48th minute, I think he made he made use of a, an Anthony Williams slip, came in behind cover, really decisive sharp run, and a powerful left-footed shot low to finish. That put was coming eight points ahead and, and the game to bed, really, as you could see his loud fans and loud players sunk their shoulders went down and that was it so with that they kind of went out and played a little bit more freedom and Bevan Duffy hit a beautiful point and Andy McDonald hit one on the run super point as well but then it was the Donny show he hit a four to five more points two more from play and three frees he just ran the show Loud couldn't get near him and he really pushed the boat out for us coming we did nick points back from Bornsey and um, McSorley McSorley got three points in the second half but it just wasn't to be. It was common one easily pulling up really, truth be told. It was a challenge match tempo at times as he just played the ball around us and threw us with ease. It just shows there could be the difference in two sides going in opposite directions. Anthony Williams did pick up a black card maybe through the half. It, was a little bit, it would have been influential as well. Anthony's had, had his best game for Laird this year. But that was that. Here's reaction from wing-back Derek Maguire first and then loud manager Pete McGrath. Yeah, look, it's very disheartening, like, but we've a, we've a great group of lads there who, I suppose, we never really throw the towel in. We keep pushing on and pushing on, and um, like, we, we, we had two years of promotion there, so and we lost a few players at the start of the year, but like, that's not obviously the reason why we're losing, but I suppose if we, we, we could have had a more seasoned team in that sense, whereas we're getting... Uh, new players in kind of blooding them and it's going to take time for for lads to to kind of settle into the team like we have a few new players in, in the panel this year and like they've have done great i suppose in, in the terms of a team we're just we're at, we're at our early early stages you know so um i suppose like, you know you just have to be positive um you're not going to get anywhere going to training on tuesday night with the head down is we have to have to get back training push on and uh, look forward to Tipperary and I suppose try and get a result there and maybe that'll lift the mood you know yeah like we knew today was going to be a, if it was probably going to be a turning point in our in our league campaign if, and we knew we had to get a result and I suppose it's probably it's very difficult that we didn't really get the performance that we were hoping for and um, like a few things didn't go our way and we got a bad start we were hoping to get a good start and unfortunately we didn't and uh, I suppose you're playing catch up since after the after the first minute you know so it's hard, especially a team like Ross Common, when they get a few points up on you. It's very, it's very hard to turn that around. And um, I suppose you see today, we found it very difficult. And I suppose the result, the result will probably, probably show you know. Like that, as I said, you can't, especially in Division Two, you can't be giving teams like uh, a couple of points at the start of the game, and you're playing catch up. Teams at this level, was that the, the better team management or the game management where if they're up a few points, they can. They can, they can hold they can hold them a few points up and it's very hard they make it very difficult to come back and you put such a big effort in to me to gain a few points back and then they can just go straight up the pitch and then score another few points and then I suppose when we're committing so many men forward to get scores and we're leaving and kinda leaving it easy for them to kinda catch us in the counter attack and look at times we play very well and like we, we, we hope you can we can push on and then 
there's just moments where I suppose a few lads like myself included can go to sleep and then especially in Division 2 they, they can turn four points over in the space of three or four minutes you know and you've seen it today Ross Common done it Cavan done it against us Cork done it against us and that temporary next week is going to be a tough task um, we just have to go there to get a good start and, and just kind of build for championship now we were I suppose we were chasing the game so we were committing men forward and we were leaving a few gaps at the in the defence and if the ball got turned over they were going straight up the pitch and like Ross Common are a very good team like they, they, they were a very seasoned team and they were attacking the numbers and it's very hard to stop that when, when you have so many men push forward we need to be kind of we need to be getting scores and you be killing the ball when we get up front and Ross Common are obviously good enough to turn the ball over and they caught us in the counter attack a few times when we were exposing within touching distance of kind of pulling the game back they, they kind of caught us in the counter a few times and scored a few points and like it's very disheartening when, when that happens but as I said Division 2 football is ruthless yeah look I think the average score to win games in Division 2 is 18 points I don't think we've even scored 18 points this year yet you know so I think 12 or 13 is the most we've scored so like it is something we're working on um, I suppose we were probably committing too many men forward trying to get scores and then we're leaving too many gaps in, at the, at the, in the defence and letting team get scores so it's kind of it's a catch-22 at the minute, like, but look, we're working on it, we're hoping to get it right by, by championship, and I suppose that's all we can kind of build for now and take each game as it comes. Like, 12 months is a long time, um, especially in football. Um, look, all we can do is go down and, and, tr- and try and get a win, um, whether it's whether it's going to, I don't know, help us kind of stay up or not at this stage, it's, it's a, it remains unknown, but all we can do is just try and get a result and just take it from there, you know. Very, very poor in the first 10, 15 minutes. Uh, Roscommon did as they liked. Uh, we found ourselves five points down. Uh, after 15 minutes, we could have been maybe 10 or 11 points down. Uh, we then did get a bit of a foothold into the game. And um, then at half time, four behind, which was not disastrous by any means. And uh, with a bit of a breeze in our back at the second half, of the breeze sort of dropped a bit of whatever. But, um, you know, they got first blood in the second half they got the couple of points to, to sort of widen the gap to, to, to six whatever it was and um, then obviously the goal that they got um, to put them I think it was seven ahead at that stage uh, it was going to be an awful awful long hard road back uh, and it's a road that we never looked like actually travelling statistically it can but I mean we've played uh, four games now lost to four and um, you know lost the last two by quite quite uh, significant margins, the last three in fact. Um, so it's for us to stay up now would take, you know, something approaching a miracle. Well, it's <laughs> there's there's a lot of young players on the team, uh, a lot of inexperienced players, and uh, without making excuses, we haven't had an easy ride in regard to injuries. Um, you know, we've lost uh, Jim. Uh, McInerney, our, our centre half forward, we lost young Samuel right before the season even started. We lost Niall Conlon. Um, John Bingham was unable to play today because of a very, very bad knee. It was like he was unable to play. And then even at half time today, we lost Tommy Dern with, with a wee bit of concussion. And you know, he's a big player for us. So all these things feed in and all these things come home to roost, particularly when you're playing against. You know, a team, the quality of First Common, the physicality of First Common, the fact that they've been together for quite a while, they're a seasoned, road-tested team, and all those things showed today, particularly when they 
upped the, the tempo in the second half and we really couldn't find the response. Given the fact that um, over the course of the week and even uh, in our team meeting this morning, the first thing we talked about was the need for a start, a high tempo, a high highly energetic start to, to, to set out our stall, to get a, a foothold into the game and get our own game up and running. And I mean, the very opposite happened. The very opposite happened. We, we let Roscommon really dictate uh, the whole tempo of the game, the whole pattern of the game, and uh, we were almost innocent bystanders for the first 10-15 minutes that they did as they liked. And that's, I mean, I'm not so sure what else. We changed our warm-up routine today to try and ensure that we were ready to go at the start, and um, it didn't work out that way. So, you know, that frustrates me, it frustrates the rest of the management team. We're trying to, to, to look at better ways of doing things we're looking at formations we're looking at personnel and all that and it's it's very difficult at the moment to, to actually uh see light at the end of the tunnel but there is light there somewhere we just got to keep groping along in the dark for maybe another couple of weeks until we come into some clearer waters and see yeah this is now what we've got and this is what our team might look you know, like going towards the Carlo game in May. As you, you have to say that that was probably our best performance, okay. Uh, maybe one of those nights when Kildare maybe were like ourselves, they were experimental, and we, we got a good start that night. We, we got scores early on, and that certainly gave us impetus and gave us confidence. And we haven't really succeeded in, in, in posting scores early in these matches uh, since then, particularly, we did in the down match, we were not, not against Cavan to an extent, not against Cork, the first half was pretty against Cork, and then we get another, you know, first, certainly the first 15, 16 minutes of the game today when we really failed to get into any kind of uh, momentum at all. Yeah, there's no doubt, particularly in that first half, and we were coming back into the game, and we got a point, they seemed to get in. Any time they attacked in the first half, they seemed to score with ease. They were, their shot selection was very good. They used a bit of a breeze that was there at that time, but we, again, uh, defended poorly. We didn't get enough pressure on the ball. We didn't get enough men around them, and until we start learning the hard lessons from, from those statistics, then it's just going to replicate itself. Uh, well, it, I would say that both are highly doubtful for next week. Uh, the doctor was just unhappy. Tommy wanted to play the second half. The doctor felt no. He could see evidence of a slight concussion. So we had to uh, bow to medical uh, advice, and, and Tommy didn't go out. And that was disappointing for him, disappointing for us. Uh, so whether or not Tommy would be able to play next week or not, I don't know. If it's that 15-day where you got to sit out after the concussion, if that kicks in, then he won't be playing against uh, Tipperary. There we have it, two men who speak very well and very articulate after suffering. And like, it must be an awful dint in their pride for both men. Peter's loud manager and Derek Maguire as a wholehearted loud man to go out and lose again and to lose in such disappointing fashion. But you know, once, once they're talking about Carlo, the championship, miracles and the likes of that, you know... The inner thoughts of the loud dressing room right after the game when they're, they're at the most rost. So kudos to the lads, and now here comes the most common loud explosive talking points. Talking point number one. And that is the bad, bad start we suffered. It just really, really killed us. It just took the absolute sting out of our game, took the sting out of our fans, took the sting out of the supporters as well. 
really by just suffering those five points that they struck, it just it just killed their confidence. Um, it just sapped the life out of us. They just straight from the throw in, Connor Daly gets a point, and then they followed up with a couple of bad kickouts, and then it's just downhill from there. And it's very hard if you're if you're mentally down to try and pick it and lift it and trying. You need you need at this at this stage when when you're losing so many games, you need to just keep it, everything very simple and keep it as tight as you possibly can. And try and get a good start and a good foothold into the game, and then you might have a chance. We didn't do that, and my God, did we suffer! It was just it was downhill from there, really. Like you could tell that it was going to be a mammoth task to beat Roscommon anyway. But to give them that start, just just it just give them a just give them an easy an easy ride to to begin with after getting uh, after getting off the bus after travelling. It just it just set the wrong tone, and Pete mentioned there that he tried he tried to change up the um, the warm up routine and what have you. So they are working on it, they are trying to get on it, but it's just another bad start, and it's just an absolute killer. The players came in at one o'clock, um, an hour before kick off. Maybe that was uh, that was the change that was spoken about. For me, that's a little bit too late to be there before a game, especially in the county game, but. Like anything, if you win, it's the best thing in the world. And when you're losing and you're looking and you're trying for everything, it uh, it just shows that you suffer and you really suffer and you overanalyze everything and you feel like nothing's going right. So you have to you have to hand it to them. The players, the management must have sat down together and they're trying and they're trying everything. So you can't knock them for that. But the bad start really, really killed us. It just, on a bright but freezing cold Gaelic grounds, lovely day for football. You need to get the get the foot into the game straight away, and we just didn't do that. And what's common talking from there, really? Talking point number two: We are a team that is drastically short on confidence. You can see it right from Craig Lynch's kickouts, from lads' shots and bad efforts. Um, it's, ju- it's just not happening for us at the moment. Um, Pete mightn't even have confidence in himself after the first couple of games. Forwards having the confidence in themselves to have that shot, they would normally shoot no bother with their clubs. And it's just seeping through the side. You see the, sh- the body language is there, their shoulders are down, they're shrugging a little bit, and it's just... It's just not happening for the lads, but they are really, really trying. And it's just, it's just you know yourself when you're short on confidence and you're playing a good team, it's an uphill battle. But it just takes that one little spark to maybe get the confidence going. And then once, once you, play, once you, you haven't had confidence for a couple of weeks and you get a little bit of it, like God knows where that'll take you. We have three games left. We have Tipperary this Sunday. We have Mead, and then we have Clare away. So those are three games. We win those three games. I can't see Mead winning another game. Um, Clare as well. Not too sure either. I think go down to Tipperary. Just like last year it happened. We we went down. No one expected us to do anything in Semple after losing to Armagh. Why not go down? Why not give ourselves... We The shackles are off. Just like I said in the match report. Once the shackles were off, we knew we were bet. We went out and we played... Andy kicked a point and Bevan kicked a stunning point from way out. So it is in us. It is there. It's it's just a matter of 
keeping it very simple, keeping it very tight and hopefully it'll come. Because these players are talented, they are good enough, they all they all came in and contributed, like James Craven came into the side, played very well. Ronan Holcroft in his first start as well played very well. But the the confident the lack of confidence, it, you, you you nearly actually try too hard, and it, you can see it in us. It, it it led to frustration. Like we got two black cards. William Woods wasn't happening for him. He wasn't getting enough ball, and he was trying and he was trying. It just wasn't happening for him. He picks up a slack black card at the end of the right at the. Anthony Williams picks up one midway through the second half, and it was a nothing. I don't know. His man got booked, and he got a black card. So I thought it was a bit harsh. And then Derek Maguire's frustrations got the better of him. I think that's why he was taken off. It wasn't an injury. He was playing well too. But these things happen when you're short in confidence. And then especially you're getting punished as well for every mistake. So it's a massive, massive learning curve again. And the lads just need just a little break to go their way. A goal could spark in the next game. But we're very short in confidence. And that's just seeping through the side. And hopefully, like Derek said, there's no point moping about it on Tuesday night of training. Get back into training and then maybe go for it against Tipperary with the shackles are off. There's no pressure. Talking point number three, and this is the most worrying thing for me. And I just, it's one that I don't think is working. It's probably the most explosive talking point there is. It's the abandonment of the sweeper system. It, you could say it was the, it was absolutely key and the absolute catalyst for getting us to back-to-back promotions. And it was just the sheer abandonment of it. I sound like the dumb believables there. But the sheer abandonment of the, the sweeper system is just sacrilege, really. Like... You look at what do we concede? One twenty-one against Roscommon. Like it doesn't matter who you're playing now. If you're not set up solidly defensively, especially at Division Two, especially when you have no points, especially when you need to fight and hang on into the game, you keep it as tight and close as possible. So to to abandon that and play fifteen on fifteen in today's modern game at this level. When you're struggling, it's just lunacy, in my opinion. We, uh, you look at even look at the uh, the full back line we had, for example. We had Darren Marks possibly his first game calling a back for loud. Emma Carlin's a rookie f- uh, full back. James Craven hasn't been in the side. He started the first game, came back into the corner back. So, like, you're not giving them enough protection for starters, and you're just you. You're, you're, you're really hoping that they'd play out of their skins and they did play out of their skins maybe that's why they played out of their skins because they're getting so much work you know sometimes now in the modern game cornerbacks aren't tight enough they don't have to be tight enough because there's so many bodies back the man to man market is not really is not really a, a skill anymore because there's so many bodies there that they don't have to don't have to go as tight because there's no space to run into the corner forwards are usually or the full forwards are usually double marked so we didn't give them protection the full back line. And then Derek Maguire was, play, was placed right half. And you could say Derek's not, like he's obviously not a defender. He, he 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 revels in the sweeper role in that he can get forward, he can use his pace to intercept balls and he can aggressively tackle. But when he's put on a man right half back, 
it's not his natural game. It doesn't suit him as well as the sweeper position does. Bevan Duffy sent a half and Anthony Williams as well. The game suited Anthony Williams and Bevan. They, they, they steamrolled up the field. But then, while they steamrolled up the field, like our three half-backs got, got a point each. But you could say then, while they while they drive forward, there's no one there's no one minding the house at home, or there's no one parking the bus like Jose Marino would. And and that that just showed that killed us. Like Bruce Common just turned us over and they just counterattacked. Didn't really fully set up to do that, but it's just the way the game panned out. Loud turned the ball over or Loud or Russ Common turned us over and just drove into oceans of space. And like it tells for itself, you you look down at the program and you see Darren Morta three points, Connor Devaney three points, Kieran Morta two points, Connor Daly two midfielders two points apiece. Full forward gets a point, and then off the bench, Stony Smith comes off for Cahill Craig, the corner forward, the only forward bar the forty yards now Kilroy that didn't score. We're way too open, absolutely way too open. You nearly want to make it a dog fight when you're when you're. It, it is a dogfight at this stage for us. And and then with the possibility of playing Tipperary next week, who have a full forward line of Quinlevin, Sweeney and McGrath. We know, we like of all teams, we know all about Tipperary and what damage they can do to us inside. So you're setting up a, a rookie full-back line to mark those. I just think we have to revert back to the defensive system, put Derek McGuire in his best position, Make it as tight as possible. Make the game as narrow as possible. Make it as intense as possible. Make it uncomfortable for their forwards. Give them no space whatsoever. And give us the bit of space up front that we, we kind of need because we kind of overcrowded ourselves going forward as a result. William Woods couldn't get into the game and he frustratingly got to get the black card. Decky Bourne was tried full forward. Didn't really work for him. Didn't get, didn't get his shots away. Conor Grimes ended up in there. Ronan Holcraft was on the wing. Ryan Bournes was on the other wing and then Conor Laverty was on the other wing. So we had a half forward line that that really did that one of them was a half forward. Conor Laverty's his trade with the Pats is a half back. Conor Grimes a full forward or midfielder for Tully Allen. Rowan Holcroft's an inside forward. And so that was a half forward line. So it, we went we went to kinda rectify the system that we haven't got goals this year, we're not having scored enough. But once you do that, we still scored twelve points. It was probably it was our highest total this year by a point. But conceding one twenty one without a sweeper system, just the facts are just there, and it's, it's just very disappointing. And that was one of the main talking points for me that came away from the West Common game. Talking point number four, and I always, I'm always a great man for positivity. So a couple of positives to take from that uh, defeat. Um, Evan, Keen, Evan Keenan from RD came on and made his debut in the National League for Loud. It was a big day for him, and he impressed as well. I'm very surprised he hasn't seen minutes before now. He could make himself available and push himself into the squad for the next day against Tipperary. Ronan Holcroft made his first start of the year as well, and. Once you've seen his performance, you, you think, Genie, why wasn't he starting? Why wasn't he given the nod ahead of Bournsey or William Woods early on in the year? Uh, he showed his class. He got he, 
you think, oh, he's playing on the wing. He doesn't usually play on the wing for Laird or the Falcons. But he put in a, a really good shift. And I was very surprised to see him taking off at half-time as well. He put himself about, which is good to see. Like We need that aggression, especially the, where we are at the moment. So, fair play to um, Ronan Holcroft. Uh, a few more chinks of light. We have um, Tommy Dornan again. Really solid player at this division. Anthony Williams had his best game for Laird this year. Driving and striving as as the weeks go by and go by. He's up He's up for this Division 2 football as well. Well able for it. Full back line again played very well. Um, Darren Marks' first start was tight enough. Emma Carlin again was good. James Craven put his hand up. He made some really good interceptions and drove up the field as well. Just possibly giving a bit too much work to do, unfortunately, and that's the previous talking point as I went. I won't go on about it again. Um, Connor Grimes as well, another another uh, promising performance as well. He's getting finding his feet. He's finding finding his range as well. Good to see Ross Nally get some time as well. He was he was probably the first of all these young Blues kids to get in. And uh, he kind of went unnoticed there with the, the defenders getting in ahead of him and Kieran Downey as well. So he came back in and, and got a couple of minutes into his legs, which is which is great to see. And last but not least, uh, Jared McSorley's three points, second half points, was really good. He'd have to start the next day. He was he, he he was putting his hand up last time we played against Cork. Played very well again today. So in fairness to McSorley, he, he's earned his right to start the next day. Um, those are the positives. Uh, Performance-wise, from the loud, from the loudest common game. Talking point number five: We are staring relegation in the face. And three games left. It looks like we're going down. But the worrying thing is, do we have a settled team after the league? Do we have a team for the championship to face Carlo? And worryingly enough, it looks like we don't. We thought we did after the Cork game, but then six changes um, the other day made for the Common game. I don't know, it just feels like the boys don't know where they're playing. The managers are still getting to know the uh, the players to have with them. But uh, it doesn't help, and it, it would be the last thing you want leaving the league is not knowing your 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 thirteen or your twelve or your fifteen starters for the championship. Looks like the injuries as well. John Bingham looks to be out for the season. Um, we 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 don't know what way our goalkeeping situation is as well. Seamus Quigley, the goalkeeping coach, was on the bench last week against um, Cork or two weeks ago against Cork. This week, uh, Neil Gallagher was back out of retirement. Great to see Gallagher out of retirement. He was on the bench today. Um, so we we need to sort out that goalkeeping situation as well. Andy's been moved from Billy to Jack. He's on the wing one week. He's on the 40 the other week. He starts in the middle. He moves out. So it's just he's just one example of the unsettledness that's gone through the side. Decky Bourne wasn't even on the panel. It was on the panel. Gets dropped, didn't get any minutes against Cork. He starts full forward. That's just another example. Bevan as well, from centre back to midfield, back to centre back. James Stewart as well, midfield, centre half, comes on a subs couple of games as well. So that's my last talking point. It's the 
it's the worrying lack of a settled team and when you're trying to fight relegation relegation staring you in the face if you had a, at least if you had a settled team the players know each other they know what the lad beside them is going to do it gives us a chance to focus for championship as well because you look at Carlo they're flying they've won they've won four games out of four in division four I know that's oh what's division four but Carlo usually are very indifferent in division four they didn't get out of it last year they look to have their act together this year and they'll be gunning for us in the championship so we need now to use these three games to look towards the championship it's already been said uh, Pete's referenced it and and uh, Derek Maguire's referenced it in the post-reaction. Now is the focus on Carlo and the championship and to get right for that and hopefully peak for that, unlike other years where we would have had a great league campaign and kind of faltered a little bit fatigue-wise in the championship. So hopefully now it goes the other way. And if that is the case, that's not bad, but we need a settled team for that Carlo game. And that concludes my five talking points. So that's that. That's the Loud and Us Common Talking Points podcast. Well done for sitting through and listening through all that. I think this season's Talking Points could be a series of therapy sessions for Loud fans to get it out and vent and maybe mourn our losses for the season. Um, but thanks for tuning in. Um, on Thursday, we'll have um, the tip, uh, Tipperary Preview Pod. I'll be picking my team. We might possibly have a guest on as well. We'll have a Shield and Cup uh, Kevin Mullen Shield square up, not just a round up because we'll have more than scores. We'll be talking about transfers and new players and where I'll try and do my best Jim White impression. <laughs> so follow us on uh, all the usual channels. We are loud at We Are Loud on uh, Twitter. We Are Loud on uh, Facebook and We Are Loud on SoundCloud as well. Also, thanks to everyone who is uh, subscribing on iTunes. Very noticeable the following this past couple of weeks. is building and building and building and stronger and stronger and stronger. It's great that you automatically get the updates and you're you're really... Everyone, a lot of people are listening to it and responding. Um, try and maybe get a review or a rating on it as well. It'd be great. It might push loud into the charts. might put us up on one table this year. Overall, thanks for listening and uh, tune in Thursday for the Tipperary Preview Pod.